Welcome back to the Our View podcast. This is a special episode as I am handing over the hosting duties to three of my friends, Alina Grenier, Dr. Michelle Finan, and Nathan Todd as they play the Allegoria game. The Allegoria game is co-created by Alina And to take a quote from the game's website, Allegoria asks open-ended questions that inspire you to open your heart and mind with curiosity, respect, and empathy. The human connection created by the game gives you and your group the chance to embrace vulnerability and courage. As a final note, this episode was recorded in the summer of 2021, so any references to outdoor activities were taking place in much warmer temperatures. Enjoy. Oh man. Okay. Everybody be on your P's and Q's here. No. I, I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how I love that. <laughs> how are you? Great. How are you? So nice to see you. Good to see you too. I feel like it's been so long. I know. The craziest thing is, is that it has been so long and yet like Time is just slipping. It's <laughs> wild. You know that feeling, right? Birthday yeah. boy with time just slipping away. Hey, <laughs> it's, it's all just made up. Like what the 36 mean? I what get to that? define what it means. Right. So, you know, you shared your mandala there. This is the very first edition of my book that I ever wrote. So I get keeping stuff around yeah Nathan asked me what what was this and it was the first because I'm at my parents place and uh this is like my old office that I share with my mom and it's the first mandala that we drew during COVID when we started doing online game nights Mm -hmm. it was just like okay let's just host these things because we were doing in-person game nights and then we switched to online and uh, the best thing I could think of was drawing them in, which is what I used to do the web app, but people now yeah. still like the, like doing the mandala. Um, yeah. So and now we have an Allegoria mini that we like you can get for free and it has the printed out version, but nicer. This is like just the mandala, but the mini Nathan Cena, it's like a lot of uh, you have, I think almost 15 cards. You get to cut yeah. out and you have the mandala to, to color in with all the instructions and everything that you need. So like if you're a teacher or if you want to host them online, it's like a good base. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So, right, we're so first stuff. My, my colors today are going to be blue and pink. Okay. Okay. Perfect. I was going to ask you that. Um, Okay, so I didn't really have a structure for today because I was kind of taking on what Art wanted to do. But I was figuring that we can share this with him somehow. And I just didn't want to pass up an opportunity to see you both. To hang out, yeah. Yeah, I was really sad when I got, I looked at email, I was like, uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I was thinking we can play for, I guess, a little, like, an, I don't know how much time we allotted. I think I allotted, like, an hour and a half. So we can play for, like, about an hour, and I'm going to take out some pieces, 
and we'll just we'll have a game session but i'll also include like a meditation to ground us before we start kind of like our regular game nights what do you think yeah this will be good practice for uh what thursday yeah thursday are you coming yeah you're gonna come on thursday so we just started doing the game nights as two weeks instead of every month so the next one is on thursday so Michelle, would you like to add anything to that idea or is that, are we all good for? Sounds good. Okay. So then first things first, make sure that you're in your comfortable spot. You have your water, you have your drink, you have anything that makes you feel cozy. Like I have, um, I came in, I was hungry. I got myself pistachios. So I'll be like mm. throughout. And uh, instead of the dance intro, let's do a, like a grounding meditation. So let's put our feet on the floor. And if we're ready, we can soften our gaze and just let ourselves whew, fall into the chair. Feel the feet flat on the floor and take a few deep belly breaths. And exhale through the nose. If you're comfortable, you can close your eyes. And I want you with the next deep belly breath to inhale and imagine you're dropping roots all the way to the middle of the earth. And they go for miles and miles and miles. And they're completely anchoring you into the earth. And with that next belly breath, when you inhale, you're gonna feel like you're going to be absorbing all the nourishment that you need to feel safe. Whatever comes to mind, these roots will absorb it for you. And you'll also notice the sense of being held by the chair, whether it's feeling the connection on your back, when you push your back into the seat, maybe your legs need to readjust and visualize those roots that go for miles and miles. And now with the belly breath, on the exhale, you'll imagine all that you don't need to hold on to, all that doesn't serve you, all the excess, all the heaviness, all the tension. Be released through those roots because the earth can, can take that. The earth can hold you, can nourish you, and can release whatever you don't need. With every breath, you're inhaling all you need and exhaling what you need to release. So I'll be inhaling joy, prosperity, 
safety and exhaling doubt, frustration, catastrophic fantasies. One more breath. All the way to the lower belly and exhale to the nose. When you're ready, I want you to lift your heels, roll your ankles side to side. Can butterfly the knees. Move the pelvis side to side, back and front. Push your back into the chair. And all the joints are either in the fingers or the wrists and slowly when you're ready. Tangle the fingers, the toes, open the jaw. Hannah, wake up. <laughs> so so here's here's question number one. Why when <laughs> Why, when we say wake up, do we always do this? Like we're stretching out, like we're on a bed. Yeah. Like access something. Well, actually, I saw you do it. And I was like, oh, that looks good. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, you had me, Alina, when you said catastrophic fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah are you there these days? I'm there these days. I wanted to be like, allegoria <laughs> yeah we're gonna start right with the the intro <laughs> i'm starting i'm starting my vulnerability now <laughs> yeah it's been a wild ride um but i'm very grateful to be here today and i want to know how do you feel do you feel arrived I feel so cool. I'm like, geez, it's Nathan's birthday, but I'm getting this gift of meditation and relaxation. And this is so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. That was a birthday. So I feel good. relaxed. Good. Awesome. Cool. So now that we've arrived, we can play. And I think you both know how to play, but Michelle, uh, I'm going to repeat this too. Yeah, refresh. Refresh. So we're going to be filling up this mandala puzzle. And I'm going to take out two colors each. So Nathan called blue and pink. And you can tell me which colors you are feeling today. What color is your mood? Um, green and yellow. I got you. I'm going to give you the light green or, or this green, like forest green. Ooh. The other green is the, yeah, the forest green. Okay. Yeah. The the first one so essentially how we play is that i'll be calling out the allegoria question cards and i'll be saying it's nathan's turn or it's michelle's turn or it's my turn and you will get to interpret the question whichever way you want we're working within this foundation that you very well know that this is a safe space where there's no room for judgment criticism or unsolicited advice 
which means that we're really here to be present for each other and to witness each other and to be curious. So that means we can ask questions. We can even ask, do you want advice? Um, but we're here to be curious first and open our minds and hearts to each other. So I'm very grateful we're all going to be here holding this space. And I'm very excited because you both are pros. So it's like, next level oh boy well hey we've already started with something new i don't think i've ever heard you say that that you can say do you want advice i don't think i've ever heard you say that so no i reserve that here because um, <laughs> i think here we know the difference it's a lot easier to communicate the difference yeah yeah i say there's no advice usually because <laughs> um we get confused naturally as humans. So uh, all to say that exactly, we have to ask and assert boundaries and there's no shame in those boundaries. So let's say you get a card and you're like, Alina, I don't really feel like answering that card today. You can skip it. You are always allowed to skip not only the question cards, but also the cards that the group will ask. Uh, once a person answers, their puzzle piece will be placed into the mandala. Uh, so that we finish it. And then it opens up to the rest of the group to either use the time's up, which Nathan has been using like really well recently. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good. <laughs> no, it's amazing. It's amazing. To, so, you know, human connection is about saying yes, but it's also about saying no. And saying, okay, I want to go to the next question card. I want to go to the next conversation. Like I'm I'm done here or I'm done answering or I'm done, you know, we can use it in whatever we would want. Or we share, which means that, for example, what side of you do few people know? Let's say this is my question card. And I'm going to say, um, I think actually, especially with what's happened uh, recently for me, I think people don't realize or don't know my struggling side. And so I would put my puzzle piece. And maybe Nathan will want to share, he's going to say, well, I want to answer that question card. So he'll be answering the same question card. He's not going to be sharing like his commentary on my answer. Maybe he's going to ask something else, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, but that's the point of the share. The challenge is to ask a follow-up, especially with how it relates to the body. Mm -hmm. when we ask well how did that feel when where does that feel in the body or any kind of other information you might want to know and then the last one is the allegoria and the difference between allegoria and and the challenge is that the challenge you're making up a question for the person but in allegoria you're asking very specifically what does that tell you so maybe you know michelle would want to ask me you know what does that tell you alina and I will answer or not answer depending on how I feel. <laughs> Does that make sense so yes. far? Okay. I feel like this was a setup. No. <laughs> uh, this is an intervention, Nathan. <laughs> okay. So uh, I there's probably lots of those I can have. I have picked blue and green, and I'm going to start with that one. Which side of you do few people know? Yeah, so I think um, few people know or don't realize, like, I suffer too, and things hurt me too, and uh, it's, like, surprising when that happens to me. So I 
we'll place my puzzle piece right here. And here we go, we start. And if I leave right. it, it's just to uh, let us have time to formulate our answers, let the dust settle. Uh, we're here to enjoy and have fun and be silly. So let's go for it. So yeah, my my question would be when you're experiencing that struggle, what's something someone could do to support you when you're having that experience? Mm, that's a good question. Um, especially with the occasion I'm, I'm thinking of, I, I just wish for some understanding, like, or not expect me to just be strong, like to allow that like fragility or sensitivity and like some respect about it instead of being like, okay, but you're okay now. Mm. You know, I, I would, I, I wish for just like, okay, you're not okay. I see it and we're just don't have to um I don't have to treat you like or I don't want to be treated like I am okay and so I don't need help or consideration I would like for some consideration and uh, respect thank you mm. <laughs> <laughs> This is wrong. <laughs> so the the card is the card question is what's the side of you that few people know? Yeah. Would you like to share? Yeah, I've been trying to. I think few people know. Like. I don't know if this is a, I'm just going to say it because it's what's coming up. So I think few people know like the actual amount of pain that I actually feel on a daily basis. <laughs> and so uh, I think when I think about experiences, um, because my disability is very, visible like people if you see me outside of this square or social media you're going to be able to see that there's something going on but also because I am with it and uh, I have everything else going on a lot of people discount that <laughs> what you can actually see physically happening so I think that's for me the side that few people actually understand and see hmm. Whew, we started super serious <laughs> i'm gonna put you there. We're like we're gonna have fun with it we're just gonna play we're like and we're going in <laughs> <laughs> so I'm probably going to break a rule here only, and I'm going to blame it on like, oh, I just haven't really played in a while. But like I, this question, I want to know from both of you, 
because and I don't know is that allowed is that mm -hmm. how do I yeah so you say you know I want to challenge you both and then you ask your question okay so I want to challenge you both and my my question is with not, people not knowing this side of you that is in a lot of pain and with people not knowing this side of you that is struggling at times do you think it has to do with not inviting people to know that side of you and if you like what could that invitation look like is there a fear about inviting that needs to maybe be uncovered are you ready i can go i'm i'm ready to go so i have a controversial answer i'm like not sure if i want to <laughs> okay well i'll i'll go first uh so michelle's piece i think for me it's it's almost like uh, the the not inviting it's kind of like from a space of doing it so many times and yet people don't understand. And it's like one of those things where I've come to the realization, hey, it is what it is. And I can't, like, I can't really expect somebody who's not in this particular circumstance to understand that can people understand pain yes can they understand pain like when you wake up I don't know like I can share it all day but I think the invitation is like okay I have to choose <laughs> choose wisely who I'm gonna share it with so I have to make that every time that I do that and mm -hmm. that's part of those boundaries right some people don't like they don't need to know mm -hmm. and I'm complete would you like pink or blue for that one? Oh, that's definitely a blue answer I have a follow-up for that but um <laughs> why is it a blue answer what makes it a blue answer yeah yeah no because okay this might <laughs> talk about controversy you just wanted me to get there first so <laughs> when I think about blue I think of <laughs> masculine and feminine when it comes to the colors and that seems like a very masculine like I was coming from a masculine place with that answer but random fact did you know that when the colors when pink and blue we're like, we were going through the gender thing. Actually, pink was designed for boys before blue, mm -hmm. and it had a switch. That's interesting. A rebranding? Yeah, the more you know. Surprise, surprise, from cereal to carrots to colors. Like, I just, I shocked. No, but it, seriously, I just feel like I keep being hoodwinked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you think you're controversial? So the first thing that came to mind when Michelle challenged was, and I kind of feel like you might understand this, 
because you are both working in disabilities, you both work through disabilities, and yet you're both very successful and very fierce and very strong, and very brave. At least that's how I see it. And you have mentioned a lot, like people don't expect that. So my answer is kind of a mix of that and um, what Nathan said, like, I don't necessarily invite everybody in to see the struggle because I don't trust everybody or I don't feel comfortable. Um, but then when people see you doing well, well, if you do well and you're so like competent in your emotions, you must not feel pain. And so I get that sometimes from my circle or okay, but you're good now. Well, yeah, I'm a lot better than where I was uh, like in relation to a, an episode in my life. But that doesn't mean you can talk about it like that, you know? So it's yeah. like this, like some people just expect you because you're good in certain ways or you- Because you're functioning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you're functioning now. So- you're, you're doing a lot yeah. better now. So uh, like, I can just say this thing that's hurtful. Right? No, you can't. That's, that hurts. I, I feel, you know, there's this weird Ooh. thing and it's, it's happened quite a few times recently. And I'm just like, shocked. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So oh, man, that's, oh, I feel like this is a time to call times up, but I just say that because I feel like we could go on this one question forever, but yeah. I, I wanted to, I, that resonates with me so hard, the fact that you can have all these skills to be emotionally intelligent, and so people who don't have the skills are like, well, their experiences they're doing a hell of a lot better than I am. So they've got these skills. They should just be automatically able to flip a switch. And I, I remember a time my buddy was like, uh, Nathan, I don't like the way you talk to me now. I was like, because he's like, you have skills that I'm not ready to implement myself. Mm. And so that impacts relationships. And with that, I'm done. Time's mm. up. <laughs> No, totally. Okay. I love that you call time's up. Time's up. Um, here's your piece for the time's up as well. And the next question is for Michelle. If you were to paint the, the room, what color would you choose? Hmm. If I was going to paint the room. Oh. Well, I would honestly choose the color that it is. So you can't really tell like from here, turquoise. kind of. Yeah, it's like a, it's a calm blue that has some green oceany foam feelings to it. And I would paint it, I would leave it this color because it's in my bedroom. This is my makeshift office, my pandemic office that's in my bedroom here, right next to my bed. Not awkward. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just so peaceful and calming. And I really, it resonated a lot with me and the house has a lot of these colors throughout. That was, I like that. 
I have a, I have a challenge. Is it closer to this blue? Cause I can't yes. tell or like this kind of green or is it like, a it's, it's the, it's the blue. Yeah. It's, it blue almost looks blue. exactly like that. Like where I'm looking, where the light hits, that's where that's the color. Amazing. Yeah. So here's my follow-up question. Did you guys choose that color or was it already that color? It was already this color and we did nothing to this house. Like when we, right before I walked in the door, I looked at Chris and I was like, you think we're ever going to find a house? Like, (laughs) (laughs) because the house hunting was just, it was kind of torturous. And so I finished that statement and then we walked in here and I was like, (gasps) it was perfect. You found one. (laughs) Yeah. So, yes, it was not chosen. Well, maybe it was. Mm -hmm. You know what's funny about colors? So, me and my brother, if you go into what, uh, my brother doesn't live here anymore. So, this is the house that we basically grew up in, right? So, we moved here when I was, I don't know, 11, I think. Um, But, if you look at both of our rooms, it's so stupid. Uh, the the colors are from our favorite college teams. And I, I just think, like, I know lots of people do that. <laughs> like, so it just makes me think, like, what was I thinking when I, like, chose this color? Like, I didn't even go to the school. But yet I chose the color. My brother, at least, he went to the school. Um, but that's what that's what this question made me think. There are some dumb reasons why we pick <laughs> colors. Or some may, maybe I shouldn't use dumb. Maybe I should say misunderstood reasons of why we choose colors. I feel like it's mystical. Like sometimes we just, you know, we resonate. I want to ask Michelle, like, how did it, that feeling of going from, we're never going to find a house to this is the house. How did that feel in the body? Uh, It was like pure, like I was trying in all of the other houses. It felt like I was trying to make it work and I'm very skilled at making things work. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm picturing we're going to have to blow out that wall and like, do it, you know, <laughs> all of the changes that are going to have to make. And then walking in here, it was like, I, I, we haven't changed a thing. I haven't wanted to change anything. And it just like felt like home in the body. And I feel like it's like that with people, but that's, you know, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do agree oh man yeah that just made me think of patience yeah because it was it's so easy to be like when will it ever happen and expectations right we have expectations and we sometimes we just want it to be like that Mm -hmm. and really we need some patience to let things work out that we don't understand yep Mm. (laughs) 
Like, yeah, I needed to hear these things. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to call time's up. I'm going to ask the next question to Nathan, which is what part of your body feels cold right now? Ooh. What part of my body feels cold right now? I honestly, nothing. Because my whole entire body is like, I feel the humidity all over me. So nothing is really cold. Um, I would say if anything, it would be my toes or my fingers. Like the, the furthest extremities I got. Thank you. I have a follow-up question. Because <laughs> okay. I know we've talked about this before. Because when you have like chronic pain, there's that, that lovely dissociation that goes on. So with that, did you notice going back into the body to even check in was different than when we were just sitting talking? Oh, man. Yeah, great question. So I've honestly been thinking about dissociation for a minute just today. And it's, it's so yes, to answer your question, yes. And I think it's so, I think um, this is for anybody with a disability who's watching. I think one of the things that's so interesting to me is even though we can become skilled dis associators or whatever like I think we also have a very good sense of our body like I I can tell you exactly where I feel things like my brain may not be able to send the signal there but I can tell you <laughs> where I feel things and where things show up for mm -hmm. sure that I think not everybody has that ability I have a fault. So when you say, or my challenge, I guess, is like, when you say my brain can't send a message there, but I can tell you, how do you differentiate those two ways of feeling? I think so. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I don't know. It's, it's almost, it feels like an innate intuitive ability and like when I'm thinking about my brain uh sending messages like this is how somebody's brain with cerebral palsy works so one time my mom had an iron plugged in and it was sitting on the floor I kicked that thing over it sat on my foot for a long ass time like I had a third degree burn and it was just because my brain wasn't like oh shit you got something on your foot man it's burning you like that's how it really <laughs> and that's what a lot of people don't understand specifically about cerebral palsy ultimately it's a brain injury so there are going to be things that like your brain's trying to be like okay move your arm yeah <laughs> three minutes later oh or like the idea that there's a um, moro reflex. So it's the reflex that when the doctor drops you as a baby 
to make sure that your your startle reflex works well lucky me that doesn't go away <laughs> so anytime you like you i could know you're standing right beside me but if you hit me with the right tone and the pitch my brain's like oh, <laughs> <laughs> and and my that's the one thing my brother will be like okay let me scare nathan real quick i don't have to do much <laughs> and he'll just be like he'll just be like <laughs> and you just got to deal with it <laughs> or I, I have to deal with it right. <laughs> thank you yeah nice so I keep putting the puzzle pieces and what's really nice is that whenever you feel any tension or you just need a pause you look at this or if you're coloring in the mandala you get to orient to pleasure because like, I don't know about you, but I, I'll share, you know, when, when you told me about that burn, I was like, I got, I, I got like, oh my God, that hurts. Like my brain just went to how much that hurt. And it made my belly squeeze. I was like, okay, Mandala, you know, like Nathan is not being hurt right now. Nobody has an iron on their foot right now. No need to freak out. He is fine. Well, and you definitely don't. <laughs> I definitely don't like have anything on it, you know, but the brain just visualizes and says alert and we need to come back to that present moment. So I just wanted to share that. Oh, thank you. Please. So this is, uh, this is my question, but I <laughs> want All right. to answer it. And how old do you feel? Um, and Nathan and I love this question because sometimes I'll say I feel 93 but I've never been 93 so I don't know what 93 <laughs> feels like to be honest I don't I don't completely remember what nine feels like either but today um, it's my dad's birthday tomorrow so we went up north all together to a lake and I went uh, swimming and I went on a long walk and it just feels like my body is very, it was, you know, used. So it feels very relaxed in a way. And I feel like that's the age of nine where you're just out mm. and moving and, you know, not in your head so much. And I feel like that's what nine feels like, even though I don't remember much about the age of nine. I'll say nine for now. Oh, yeah, I definitely want to share based on what's happening in my life. So obviously, today is my birthday, but I'm not going to talk about feeling 36. Uh, actually, so most of my family was at a family reunion um, earlier in the month, like two weeks ago. And uh, so they went past my grandparents' house and like our whole family, uh, my cousins who live out in California, uh, the two daughters were there with their mom. My mom was there and just looking at the house, it's like, 
at one like right when my grandmother passed away there was a plan to like everybody's like hey let's let's buy the house now Mm -hmm. I'm sure as hell glad we didn't do that (laughs) but like just seeing that it took me back to being five to 16 years old and just spending time on that porch just talking and being and the cool thing was my cousin shared a story um because I shared a picture of us all eating my grandma's rice krispies on that porch and she shared a story about it being her happy place and that was just really cool to to read and I was like yeah I think I don't think about my happy place like I don't actually sit there in times and be like okay go to your happy place but I think if I chose a happy place that would be a happy place so when I think about an age I I think about going back to those ages when we spent summers there because it was just fun and we weren't (laughs) we weren't doing anything we were just hanging out but it was just fun and we got to be ourselves. Mm, I love that. I have a reflection, but I don't, I'm trying to turn it into a question. Just how both of you shared that, like, oh, that's what nine felt like just being outside and being, and you said the same thing, like just being ourselves. It's like, oh, this lack of responsibility. Oh, what does responsibility feel like in the body? Is, is that <laughs> what feels old? Great. It was just like, I just felt heavier. <laughs> what does responsibility feel like? like yeah, that. that'll turn me old real quick. 93. <laughs> 93. 93. <laughs> Yeah, Michelle, what does it feel? What does responsibility feel like? Responsibility feel like in the body to you? Ugh, wait <laughs> for sure. Like uh, even grow. Like you heard me. Like ugh. Like <laughs> it's a lot. It's and you just, came up with the question. I know. <laughs> it's just it's a lot. So that's why stuff like this is so appealing because it's time to just be and connect in a fun way yeah i'm i'm so grateful for that uh i think that's one of the things i fell in love with allegoria for just seeing people unmask themselves so fast Mm -hmm. i never saw that and i think i also never saw that because i wasn't doing it but but uh Mm having the game as like this sidekick and just pulling it out okay. and then seeing it like, oh wait this is so easy this is so not scary mm. I had also a follow like a challenge for for both of you and I wanted to know when does responsibility feel good because you <laughs> think if I were to share to like sometimes when I feel responsible and like I'm taking care of myself alone that does feel good there's 
there's this other side to responsibility that I do. Like when I do it, I have one of my favorite memories ever is I, I was living abroad. Um, it was, uh, I was 24 and I had a bike and I went to get all my pantry stuff. So I had been like just eating out and ordering for a while. And I was like, I'm going to get all my pantry stuff, you know, like oil and sugar and salt and like all the big stuff that like you need for everything that I didn't have. And I went and those, all those pantry things are really heavy. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like responsibility. So that's why it also came to mind. Like stuff is heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and I went to this little market near my place and uh, I did, I saw these, my favorite flowers, which are orchids and I had a vase. So I picked up a vase. And I was like, I don't know why I think I can fit this in my backpack and my tube bags but I just I bought everything and it started raining and I had to bike back in the rain with like my <laughs> backpack and my two bags full of flour and like all the stuff pounds of things oh my god so much weight right but I had never been happier I was like I felt like I was conquering the pantry <laughs> so yeah yeah. So huh. I want to know also, like, when has responsibility felt good too? Good, good mean, thing responsibility is not a bicycle because I'd be in trouble. Same. <laughs> 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 yeah. We've talked about the rain before and like, like yeah, the rain and a bicycle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was scared. Like, just that idea makes me nervous for you both. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so it's interesting that as you were sharing that I'm like oh it like when I feel like things are heavy I have this natural inclination of like well who now I got to get people to help me and this idea of like now I have to ask for help and that's not always a fun thing um but it ends up being more fun to be responsible when you're not doing it alone. Like sharing the responsibility of parenting with someone who is like right now having a dance party with my two girls, like that feels so good, you know? And that, and then I feel like I can still be a responsible adult and get help. So that came up with like finding the people to help you carry the load and not feeling like it's a burden, but feeling like a team. That's, I think, an important part of that. That really, yeah. yeah. I, I would say for me, it's when I'm taking ownership for something that I want to accomplish that's like a bigger than me type of goal so uh the thing that's coming up for me right now since we've shown it is the book right like uh i went to an emotional intelligence training and they were like all about do something big like and they were like do it in every aspect of your life I was like well fuck that we're doing one 
we're doing one and that's the one we're going all out on and so in that whole time period though I had made a clear decision that this is the one thing I'm gonna do and it's one of my favorite memories because I created what I showed you and then I knew that my friend had skills and areas that I didn't and we created that whole thing that people can buy now in 12 hours I think the whole thing was done in 12 hours and a case of Mountain Dew and we were good <laughs> yeah that clear focus yeah The next question is for Michelle. Who in your life is most like you? Hmm. <laughs> it's one of your daughters for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to uh, impact any answers, but I believe. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. My, my daughter definitely came to mind because then I'm thinking like, I, I don't, you know how the whole like birds of a feather flock together. I have a lot of like <laughs> different birds in my little <laughs> apiary here. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe that comes with me being like, I'm going to need all of you and all of your different skills. <laughs> for this yes, we need all of the different things. Um, so yeah, there, there's, I don't know, no one really comes to mind right off the bat other than um, my two girls. One, I think, shows me the me that I show other people, and one shows me the me that I don't show other people. So one is harder for me <laughs> <laughs> than the other. Yeah, yeah. definitely allegory right there yeah. i'm like waiting for it to finish i'm like this is such an allegoria question so yeah so yeah allegoria or yeah what does that tell you so it tells me that the one that i have the harder time with is like a mirror to me of like where the work continues and why I must stay fierce <laughs> because I'm like, why? Like one example I shared with one of my friends who we joke she that she's a human tear and she's a Virgo and we're like, oh, you're a human tear. And I'm like, oh, she's a human tear just like you. And I don't know what to do. And I'm like, it's interesting though because she i find myself wanting to make her stop crying when in reality it's like no it's good that you're crying and you should be doing what you feel and go ahead and choose that and we'll sit here and i'll hang out with you and like that was something that i didn't feel comfortable with that wasn't modeled to me so opportunity for me to grow and do the same thing so yeah Ooh. 
So not not all modeling has to come from somebody older than you. That's what I oh, took away no. from that. Yeah. I want to be like her when I grow up. <laughs> now it's recorded. So let's make sure and clip that. <laughs> yeah. I also want to challenge like that. So if one daughter is who you show to others and the other one is who you don't show, you're, you're you that you don't show in, in that way. Um, what does it tell you? So allegoria, but specifically to, what does it tell you that the one you don't show is the one you feel needs more work? Hmm. That, sh that, it need, that I need to work on it more? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the you that you don't show is the one. Yeah that shows where the work continues. So what is it? Yeah, that's the conclusion. Yeah, because she's showing me a side of me that I'm not comfortable with sitting with. And I've hidden that and not shown it for a reason, you know. And so by seeing that in her, my natural inclination was to like, keep it hidden and to have her learn how to hide it too like we're all <laughs> gonna pretend we don't need to cry get it together so it's but doing this type of work and having these conversations is so helpful in seeing like when we do that and being able to catch ourselves and change course of course correct Yes, course correct. Thank you so much. Thank you. Pretty. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, the next question is for Nathan. Oh, boy. What is it like to feel safe? <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me let me get into Yeah. All right. So actually what it's like, we're going, we're going back to that porch. That's, mm. that's safety. Like it's that house feels like safety to me. Like I remember, <laughs> I remember when, I don't remember how long ago, but I remember going back one of the last times that we went back as, as kids and it was like right as my parents were going through their divorce and I remember sitting at the kitchen table it was a small white table and like talk about just cry like I just lost all my shit right there at the table and everybody was like uh what <laughs> what is happening and it was like one of those things you can't really, like, I don't even think if I went back today, I'd be able to describe what was actually happening. I think it was just all like repressed emotion coming out. But the thing about it being safe was people did just <laughs> let that happen. And nobody mm -hmm. said, hey, hey, stop doing that. They just let me, like, nobody was 
with me or I like I knew people were with me but they were just letting me do my thing until I was done and Mm. so that's safety to me Mm -hmm. I'll share I have a memory um I was I was going through my divorce and um my mom I was breaking down and I was kind of like kind of how Michelle was talking about her home I was like I'm never gonna feel good ever you know it's never gonna happen and my mom was like no you can cry and I I, like I wouldn't even get out of bed to wash my hair like it was a big deal if I would blow dry my hair or like wash it or anything and so I was like I I, I get up and I'm tired and I move and I'm tired like every day and I was telling her this like I'm never gonna feel better and she said no you can you don't have to get up right now like you you can let your body just not do anything and you will and just like that certainty Mm. that faith like you will be okay again I think that's one of the major factors that was like okay I will be and to have someone be like you're okay not functioning, not being productive, not participating in the world. On top of it, COVID had just broken out. So it's like, you know what, okay. And just her faith saying, you will be okay. This is natural response. It was so, that felt safe. And it's weird to feel safe in the midst of chaos. Mm. I'm so interested by like the theme of like permission to feel like you, you saying there was like this, you've, you go ahead and feel and, and with you, it was like, no one was stopping you. There was like your, to, to quote your t-shirt seen, <laughs> heard and loved. I don't know the question. I'm not skilled in the question. I'm just skilled in the, I noticed. And then Nathan <laughs> asks the question. it's great I mean I'll ask you I'll ask you when has permission to feel made you feel safe I there this kind of brings us full circle back to your first question where it it was like what's a side of you that people don't know and you said the one that's struggling I'm like oh I totally feel you on that and there's very few people that I allow to see that side and lucky for my husband he's one of them (laughs) you're welcome babe Um, so I think a big part of me showing that side of the the one who doesn't have it all together is about feeling um permission to feel and he never he never stops me from crying or feeling or anything just like listening and so i think that's a i feel like maybe he modeled that for me so now i can do that for my daughters which is interesting to realize yeah i wish he was playing the game right now i know <laughs> you can tell him about it and then be like we need to play yeah see all the insight of him yeah there's a question in the car that's like what is one of uh what are the qualities of your ideal or actual mate and I think that's one of them for me you know someone who can just 
uh, not just, you know, be okay with whatever I feel, but model the things that I, you know, I, it, it's so beautiful in a partnership. Like when I hear you speak about that, I find it so beautiful that two people can come together and give each other what they needed. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. uh, that fills me with hope. You know, that fills me with like all the good stuff that it's very warm feeling. So I'm happy. So, okay. That actually like opened up a space for a question for me as you're sharing <laughs> that. So surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> So, but, but it made me think like for Michelle, right? So now you have, I mean, I don't know if you had the realization before actually walking through that, but it made me think of how often do we communicate things that we appreciate people modeling, like you could model, I could model something all day, but if it's not like, if you don't Recognize. tell me, if yeah. you don't tell me, then I really, I'm just doing it because in that moment it showed up for me. So yeah, I wonder how we, we communicate that to our partners and just people in general that are important in our life. And I think it kind of this we just had this conversation him and I because of your prompt of asking him what he wants to be recognized for. Um, So I did and we were communicating about that and I was sharing the why behind it and I said exactly what you said where it's like you know, I could write a TED talk about all of the things that I appreciate you for, but I want to know like what stands out to you so that I can recognize that in you, because it might not even be something that I notice. but when it comes to how do we communicate that to people, and I, I think it comes down to like, we just do it. Like, we just do it. And what happens is the reason why we don't I think it's important to look at that. And it often involves like, oh, I don't want them to think I like them or I don't want them to think this about me or fear of vulnerability or something. But I really have been practicing for decades now this concept of if I notice something in you, I'm telling you, like I'm letting you know. And that's something that we do for each other. And it's, I think it's it's unique, but it doesn't have to be. Like we just need to do it. <laughs> need to practice. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Next question is from Mia. What activity makes you feel like a child again? Honestly, okay, I'm gonna tell you something that's so silly, but um, I feel very safe. <laughs> uh, so I went paddle boarding today, and I went. Uh, I, I only had an hour because it was like the end of the day and the, the, the place of rentals is like, you have to bring it back within an hour. So I tried to go like as fast as possible because there's, it's, it's this big lake, um, but then it, it turns into not a river, but like a small creek that connects to another lake. And I wanted to make sure I got to the end of that creek. And 
And I just felt like a kid again, trying, because I'm not that strong and I was going against the wind. So I feel like I'm going like this very slowly, but I'm trying. And I just felt like so silly. And then, you know, it's Canadian nature. So it's very beautiful and there's a lot of pine and, and there's uh, uh, lily pads and there's, you know, all this beautiful greenery and you see the reflection of the clouds and just trying to get to where I wanted to go, doing the thing that I like to do and noticing the, the nature. And then all of a sudden the Pocahontas song came like. Came <laughs> <up>. yes. <laughs> yes. And all of a sudden I was six again because I loved Pocahontas when I was a kid like one of my favorite things and I was like I am so ridiculous like there was definitely like a little bit of self-ridicule in my head like stop humming it in your head (laughs) you only hummed I'm surprised no I'm I'm lying I full-on I remembered all the lyrics (laughs) oh of course you did and I like I just stopped and there were these ducks and I was just like no ducks you know like I stopped myself and I, and then I looked to the right and there were ducks and I was like I can't like I can't you're embarrassed in front of the ducks yeah. <laughs> you're gonna it. go tell their family they were all there to laugh at me no but it was just it, it really made me feel like a kid because yeah when I was a kid I used to sing to myself a lot and I love Pocahontas and I love going we used to go to the ocean in Mexico and I like sing to myself when I was in the ocean <laughs> so it like brought up all these memories but you know it kind of took me by surprise because it's today and I'm 28 <laughs> and, you know, it was just like this random afternoon activity and it hasn't I haven't done that every in a while so Aww. that was there you go. There. You go six yeah I'm telling yes yeah, so I was at nine I felt six today <laughs> yes well I have some news to break to Nathan he's with two Disney princesses today. <laughs> because no judgment I gotta remember that yes okay. <laughs> Pocahontas, but I am Ariel, and whenever I go in the pool, (laughs) mermaids, and you would like cross your legs and like attempt to swim like that, and do the like hair flip splash like she did, and sing the songs. So I feel you. Oh, I feel feel good. I'm not the only one now. I used to also really love Ariel. So when I went in the ocean, I would sing all the Ariel songs and then like being in this nature thing brought up all the, oh, and do you do it with your Uh, girls? Oh yeah. Yeah. And now it's like, I'm doing it for them. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, okay. (laughs) You know, it's it's so interesting though, because Disney has come up for me this week in conversation so but uh you know my favorite disney movie doesn't have a princess in it it's the the lion king oh yeah i just think it hit at the right the right time i was all about tool time and so JTT, JTT. Being I would probably sing that song, but 
I definitely don't get it right. I just make the sounds that sound appropriate to the, the <laughs> humming of that song. I love it. I love it. Um, I want to ask you, Allegory, what does it tell you that your favorite Disney movie doesn't have a, a princess or like that that's your favorite Disney movie? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't, I never got into the story of the princesses and like, I can't stand the little mermaid. <laughs> Michelle's like it. Like, what are you talking about? It creeps about? me out. <laughs> it creeps you out. Yeah. And let's think, let's think about this, everybody. <laughs> Ursula got shafted in that movie. <laughs> I've heard about this, like all the Ursula defenders. Like, really, she was being manipulative. She got shafted. Yeah. Right? How could we defend her? <laughs> <laughs> but okay. All right. So, what does that that tell me? First, there weren't a lot of uh, male lead characters that I could relate to in any of the movies didn't even relate to beast and beauty and the beast and for some reason i related to a lion and i'm a leo let's, let's just go leo. <laughs> leo. No. um clear connections yeah 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 for sure um yeah but the movie that i absolutely hate and it it scared me to death this fantasia i can't stand <laughs> yeah no that actually that scared it's me trippy too. yeah there are a few hard. that scared the heck out of me um the dalmatian the hundred one dalmatians and the cats one i i don't know why they both scared me i don't know it's like house pets i just I couldn't deal <laughs> i don't know why like lion king i was good with bambi i was good with but they have to be you're like domesticated no <laughs> in the house like <laughs> those could be my animals no <laughs> i can't deal with it it's funny because i'm not really a big pet like i love pets and i love my friends pets but i won't i think it's a lot of work to keep a pet and i'm like it was a little... i was just gonna say responsibility <laughs> like to me yeah yeah well, um, we have just a few more pieces left. And the last question uh, is Michelle's, which is if you could find happiness inside of your own body, where would it be and how would it look like? I think it's a perfect mm. question to end the night with. Well, the visual I got was almost a little like Care Bear style <laughs> with like it being in my heart and just shining light out at other people but also being a, like lighting myself up as well and i'm seeing like so it's like red and yellow and white oh man i've got a care bear story yeah yeah so i got really really sick one summer in that same mm -hmm. house so 
there's obviously this conversation like just connects things all over the place so got really really sick had to go to a doctor and had to be like emergency room and Mm. all this so my dad's taking me to the doctor and little do I know my grandma's back at her house she made a care bear like she sewed up found a pattern and made a care bear and created it for me to get home and to just lay with the care bear uh-huh. And so my Care Bear is, <laughs> we're, we're not um, Irish, but it's the Shamrock Care Bear. Oh, that's so funny. But I'll, I'll never forget that. That is so funny. I have a little Shamrock Green Care Bear figurine because it has a, and it has a wishbone in its hand. Oh, that's funny. When you were talking about the colors that were coming out, I was just wondering, like, it kind of felt like what they say an aura looks like. I'm like, I wish I knew what the colors of the aura meant. I think red is, I want to say throat, but I'm not. I know yellow is like the solar plexus. I don't know enough about these, but it'd be interesting to also like check out what these Yeah, I'm going to Google. Yeah, yeah. Go, like that's what I'm saying. Go Google because sometimes it's the colors that come up for us and this does bring us full circle they relate to our senses our memories or psyche what you want to call it I find that super Mm -hmm. interesting my my colors are normally green and yellow like a combination of those two because I have a friend that can see like that's one of the things she can do she can see And so we were there one time and she's like, yeah, you're green, you're green and yellow. (laughs) I'm like, okay. Funny because your Care Bear was green as well. Yeah, who knows, right? Like, first off, who's like grandmas who's sitting around being like, let's find a Care Bear to make. (laughs) (laughs) I I wonder how that conversation went. That would have been cool to have talked about when I was older. Well, thank you so much. This is our mandala. Let me try not to do it. This is the human connection, the sense of connection that we co-created today that is invisible and intangible and ephemeral. And it, it, it comes and it goes, but actually it stays with us and it's very real. So to have it in a mandala is something special that you can take with you beyond this evening. Not just that, but there is a lot that was said this evening that I'm personally going to be keeping with me. And I'm very grateful for uh, definitely, you know, that, that comment about patience and not making things work like the house, like Michelle, and the sense of Uh, how colors tie to our senses that's just like Mm -hmm. off the top of my head and I would love to know if I asked you Allegoria about the session or this last hour what would come up you know what did this last hour what this conversation tell you I think one thing that tells me is if you can find uh, people that you do feel safe with like you can learn a lot 
about yourself and about those people. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on that, like, that definitely touches on what I was thinking, even from the first share that you said, where you said you wanted to be like understood that you were struggling sometimes and like, we don't have it all together. And that's like, well, why don't we share that with people? And what immediately came up to me for me was like, you can't handle it. Like you can't (laughs) handle it. Like if I was going to share what was really going on, they can't handle it. And I think that at one point in my life, I did surround myself with people who I was holding space for that really were not holding space for me. And that has shifted a lot recently. And like you said, Nathan, finding those people who you can be vulnerable with and that space can be held and you're confident in their ability to like see you, hear you, love you. And um, I think that's a really big win. So what is that? That's an officer and a gentleman, right? I think that's the movie. That you can't handle the truth. Yeah, so we're all walking around. You can't handle the truth. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That brings up, I like also how we were talking about uh, responsibility and these two sides of responsibility and the sense of being safe in the midst of chaos, Mm -hmm. but how that chaos and that responsibility is more enjoyable, or not chaos, it's not, I don't know when chaos is enjoyable, but um, it's easier or more enjoyable when it's shared. Yeah. But there's also something to be said for when you're like, I just did that myself, (laughs) you know? So I don't think it has to be one way or the other. No, but I do like sharing that story about when I was like, I did that myself. And if I I don't always share it, but when I share it, I'm like, this is a little piece of me I'm sharing with you. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I can't wait for people to see this. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think we will definitely be sending this to Art. It's really too bad that he would, he's so missed. Art, you're missed. Um, we miss you. We miss you, Art. Uh, and <laughs> what he can do it is maybe put it on the podcast, but I think I might definitely um, not only share this with you, but somehow share it beyond. So for everybody listening, uh, this is Michelle, Dr. Finan. This is Nathan Tarr. My name is Alina Grenier, and you can play Allegoria too. You can download the free Allegoria mini to test it out, to play uh, while coloring the mandala, or you can bring home the real full Allegoria mandala puzzle board. And it's, as you saw, I love how in the beginning we're like, yeah, this is all fun. And then just boom, right into (laughs) this. Kind of how we roll. Yeah, but then I also had a lot of fun as well, and my yeah. face hurt from laughing. Oh, I was gonna say that too. I'm like, <laughs> my face. Yeah. Amazing. So, thank you. And is there any last comments that you would like to share before I close? No, I think thanks everybody for joining on my birthday. It was fun, absolutely. So that was a gift for me. 
and I appreciate it. And you are the gift. You are my the friend. You are the gift. Mm. Thanks for choosing to do this for your birthday and sharing with us because I'm this is like the best kind of birthday party. I want to do this for my birthday party now. I'm gonna call yeah. you. Yeah. Like, oh boy, you're getting yeah, you're gonna like what was the one you're like, you can do this for weddings, so you're booking for weddings. Oh, yeah. Anybody that's <laughs> listening. <laughs> yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Somebody was like, I want to have a connection filled wedding. I was like, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes right there um yeah thank you both so much thank you for listening to this episode of the our view podcast be sure to leave us a review to let us know what you thought of this episode on instagram you can follow alina at allegoria game dr michelle finan at dr finan and nathan todd at the real nathan todd and as always for more disability related content you can follow me at our view for life That's O-U-R-V-I-E-W, the number four L-I-F-E. Until next time.